Welcome to the end of Wimbledon on No Challenges Remaining. I am Ben Rothenberg, joined by Courtney Nguyen. Wimbledon just ended like less than a minute ago, <laughs> technically, when the mixed doubles final ended. Jamie Murray and Martina Hingis beat Henry Kontinen and Heather Watson, as I was pointing out in one of my bolder observations of the mixed doubles final. Kontinen is one of three players now whose name starts with Kant at the top of tennis and men's and women's. There's also Johanna Kanta. Good stat. Good stat. Johanna Kanta and Annette Kantabite. I should have like a, they should have prop bets about who's the top con to the tournament. Um, sorry to pronounce it very carefully. Courtney, aside from that wisdom, what are your major Starting takeaways from the uh, last three rounds of Wimbledon? We did a show after Manic Monday, so just from then on, what what you got? It's really hard. I, I don't know. I mean, when we when we zoom out, you know, fifty fifty thousand feet and talk about kind of what uh, what these last two weeks meant. Obviously, you start with the champions and, you know, obviously a tremendous two weeks for, for Roger, picking up another slam and um, doing what he does and, and at least does in 2017 and it's incredible and it's a great story. It's an incredible and it's a great story that Venus Williams found herself in a second slam final, you know, back here at Wimbledon for the first time since 2009. Great story, Garbina Muguruza coming back from like what was a devastating French Open to come here and, and strike a uh, lightning strike again, um, you know, to, to win. But when you step back, what does it all mean? or what happened here for the two weeks. I don't know. I have this very numb reaction to it all, and I don't know if that's me or I, if that's Wimbledon. I don't know. I think it's the finals. I think neither final was especially satisfying. I'll start with the men and the men's whole sort of week. They just happened today. That match was one of the worst slam finals I've ever seen. And obviously, Marin Cilic was hurt. He was dealing with a bad blister on his left foot that just made it painful for him to move, and it just lost his explosivity. He started really fine the first, like, four or five games of that match, and then after that, he was just sort of vacant and Federer. It was it was worse than, in terms of entertainment value, than the French Open final, which was also lopsided, but at least that one, that was, like, was like Rafa. Rafa clinic. That was Rafa hitting next-level, yeah, you know, Whitney Houston high-note type <laughs> type tennis. And this, um, and this from Federer. Federer was fine, but he wasn't spectacular today. He didn't have to be. Um, Chilich was just bad. And Chilich was just not able to give his best for reasons and got emotional and it was just a letdown of a match. Um, the women's final similar had a longer period of being competitive uh, through nine games until Venus had uh, two set points and Muguruza won both of them, uh, obviously, to, <laughs> to save set points and didn't lose a game from then on. She wound up winning the final nine games in a row in this match. And Venus, I mean, looking back at the, at the first set point especially, uh, she could have played maybe a little bit more aggressively. She was laying her balls a little bit short. Garbina played well. It wasn't like Venus got crazy pushy or anything. But then that match kind of went away too. And it was surprise. That one I didn't see coming. I didn't. I had no idea going into the second set that match was about to turn so or evaporate so quickly. But it did. Uh, so that's a bit unsatisfying. But I think overall the the champs are satisfying. If you yeah, told me, no, for sure. If you told for me before sure. the tournament that Federer and Muguruza would win, I'd be like, awesome. That's that's great. That. You know, fits it, that, that makes for really good stories. I think Muguruza coming back, um, it's it's really good to see her relevant again. You, you call it lightning strikes, which I think is very fair because she has a very sort of stormy, turbulent <laughs> career and just trajectory and everything. It happens there's a lot of up and down, a lot of 
you know, wind gusts in various directions, good and bad. And right now it was all, you know, gusting her way. And, and it was a different sort of tournament for her. She seemed to be more relaxed. I guess, I don't know how much of that is not defending the French Open, or you know, not having the French Open over her, but although I thought she was fine in Paris, honestly. Like, I thought she played really well in Paris through four matches. She, remember, she had that impossible draw. Uh, that she got through and, play, and Milanovic was playing well when she beat her so it wasn't like I didn't feel like Muguruza imploded but she the played way. so much better here she did play better here but she was so much better I, I still think she was good in Paris honestly taking a three by Contavite I mean she was Contavite's good in her first, good she's one of the three she's not bad at all but like it's not like Muguruza went through like a, a shit ass draw here I mean plays on you know Angelique Kerber you know right. busts through sure. that one plays Kuznetsova Rybarkova okay fine you know maybe a match too far for the Slovakian and then Venus in the final but the level the pure level that that Muguruz was able to hold was far more was far better at Wimbledon I thought I... than she did and she did lock up against Mladenovic in that final set she did get nervous she did get emotional she did let the crowd get to her I mean I think yeah. that okay. there is an absolute delta uh, a noticeable one between how she was in Paris and how she was here at Wimbledon and you know and I, I agree with you I mean the, the, the champs are totally satisfying and it's like a satisfying tournament insofar as that is the case but it just felt like every single day every single time we'd see each other or like you know we'd all have dinner or like something or catch up everybody was kind of not really sure what to make of the tournament and every single time it looked like something was going to burst out it kind of didn't happen right so it was like the early momentum on the women's side with the with the you know Petra Kvitova or like a, a Victoria Azarenka and how they were playing through and you know a bit of a fizzle in the way that they they had to exit the tournament and then you know the big match between Conta and Halep and obviously Conta played a great match was yeah. able to win that two points away from defeat and then it started you started thinking holy crap are we going to get like our first British women's champion here in it's 40 very- Possible. It was very possible. And then, you know, obviously a straight set loss to Venus and outplayed by Venus there. Yep. And then it was like, oh, my gosh, is Venus going to really do this? Like, you know, in the final and, every, and all the talk was it was a 50-50 match. No yep. one knew which way it was going to go. But the, everybody was prepared for a tight two-setter, tight three-setter. And that didn't, you know, it was just a lot And we got like of, halfway there and then it yeah, suddenly ended almost. It, it was, it was, it was yeah. a bit fizzy. Um, yeah. And, and. Which, again, I don't mean that to like take away at all from the accomplishments, but I don't know, just like sitting here right now. I mean, we're, I mean, here, we're, here, to ju- we're, here, we're here to judge, you know, to, to give like style judging and, you know, style points, essentially. And I don't think the matches necessarily earned that many. I mean, Muguruza especially, I think, had, a, like you said, a very superlative performance. Um, I, think it, I think it's very fair for her to raise questions in her mind about her coaching setup because she seemed like she was in a, just a good headspace here and focused in a way she hasn't been before and Conchita was a very positive influence and just kept her calm and a lot of, I heard someone compare it to um, the way I forget who I should give them credit I just don't remember who it was I think you were there too with Walter Bartoli when Bartoli won in 2013 uh, how oh, Moresmo had put sort of more hands on roll at that tournament and maybe it made her like a little bit happier during the event I don't know it, it's uh, I, I don't so that's that's my question about where it goes from here from Muguruza because um, I don't I don't expect her to become Maybe she will. I hope she can become a week-in, week-out dominant number one caliber player because this WTA season, as we know, is there for the taking. I mean, uh, Carolina Pliskova is number one. That's a new thing that happened since we last recorded. Uh, She'll be number one on Monday, but not at a very high ranking total still, and she'll have points to defend with a Cincinnati title and a U.S. Open final coming up. If Muguruza can patch together a great American hardcore season and into Asia, she, I, I don't know mathematically, she's still a ways off, but she's a number one caliber contender for sure. But I just don't know where, where it leads necessarily for her. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard because the French Open ended with such um, a bang. In many ways, obviously, that a lot of that bang was Yelena Ostapenko or Alonia Ostapenko as it were. Allie Penko. Allie Openko. But, you know, and how that ended and obviously all of the great dramatics of the first week and, you know, and on the men's side, you know, you had Rafa doing what a lot of what Roger did here, which was barreling through it. Um, and, you know, but for the men, quite similarly in Paris as it was here, what happened was what everyone thought was going to happen. And, you know, we knew Andy Murray had a hip issue. We knew that Novak was not, you know, back to his Novak ways. Uh, we knew Stan is uh, when it comes to grass. Um, <laughs> the way the, the noise you just made reminds me of the noise that Caroline Wozniacki made at hitting Zhang Shua. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, uh, and Rafa, we know, obviously, always a bit vulnerable on grass. Yeah. And so, you know, at the end of the day, what happened is what you thought was going to happen. And especially coming into the final, it maybe didn't happen the way that we thought it was going to happen against Chilich. But, you know, Roger holding the trophy at the end of the, the tournament is, is precisely. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I just I just kind of feel like a lot. There wasn't a ton of dramatic tension over no, this fortnight. Definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, there were a couple really good Conta matches, yeah, yeah, which and and that one really good. So the two I mentioned, obviously, are the Vekic match and the Howlett match, and then there was uh, that really Muguruza good Kerber, Exactly, Muguruza Kerber was another good match, and Nadal Muller was a tense, close match for sure. But beyond that, yeah, I mean, it, it, there was just things that were left on, like the way that Query beat Murray, which I think happened. That was a quarterfinal match last time right. since last time we talked. It was one of those ones where you kind of saw it coming once Murray was yeah. down, and then it, I think. Sam won one and one in the fourth and fifth to close that match out. And actually, Sam should have won the third set tiebreak. He totally choked away that tiebreak. Yeah. It should have been over in four. But, um, but yeah, so that's a – that was just – yeah, it was an anticlimactic tournament, man. It's okay. It, it, it's not, they can't all, they be not all be great. And, this, great, this, makes and us, okay. this makes us appreciate the good ones more when we can sit here and say – and this is, I think, like the 20th or 21st slam I've covered in person. Like, this was not one of the better ones. Yeah. I mean, it's just not. And that's okay. That's it's, okay. It, it's, 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 it's disappointing – but I thought the French Open was better. Yeah. Women's was better. Uh, men's, I think men had a crappy summer of slams. Um, just like both, both, with both Rafa and Roger winning, they were just like foregone conclusions from the start. Never dropped a set. Never like were tremendous pushed. results. Yeah. But, you know. No. We're just, we're just yeah. kind of like shrugging and just meh. I don't, I, yeah. It, it's, it's the constant, it is a reminder uh, of something that I constantly say on the podcast um, is I like competition. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, Muguruza for all of, you know, okay, she got taken to three and really very easily could have lost that match to, to Kerber and then who knows how this tournament turns out. But, you know, that was pure domination, what she put together, you know, finished last three matches, didn't get broken, was broken just four times in the ma uh, in the tournament, uh, dropped just one set. Federer, what was that crazy statistic that I think I saw Kelsey Anderson tweet, which is that he never trailed by a break ever yeah, in, right. in the entire in tournament, didn't drop a didn't drop a set, um, you know, was absolutely dominant. Domination is awesome when you look back at it as a thing of domination, like, you know, like you're it's a thing that's happened. montages. Right, amazing. Yeah. But over the course yeah. of having to, to be here 13 days and, and cover day after day after day after day, you just kind of felt like you were waiting for something amazing to happen, and it just 
never really did. And it happened in pockets in the matches that you mentioned specifically. But we're talking about less than five matches, right? That, yeah. you, that you highlighted, right? Three women's match. Yeah. I liked I liked the Conta Venus match. Even though it, the scoreline yes. wasn't that close, I thought the level was really high. That's Attention true. was good. That was a satisfying, uh, not close match. Rabarakova Pliskova was actually really good, too. That was it good. was, like, kind of crazy. Like, just yeah. watching... Magda do Magda things um, was cool, but but yeah. But I mean, then, but then her next, but then no, not her next. Rubarkova's last two matches were hugely disappointing. Like I was looking forward to Rubarkova versus Vandaway, and Coco was terrible in that match. Sveta and Muguruza, Sveta just didn't yeah. really bring it. And then and then we kind of glossed over it before, but Rubarkova just like really, it was a bridge too far for her mm-hmm. reaching that semis, and she was not ready to to be in that match honestly, and, and lost very quickly. And that was disappointing too because I thought that match with Rubar- peak Rubarkova against really good Muguruza could have been an interesting, interesting match and it yeah. wasn't yeah so sure. yeah you know eh, you you win some you lose some you yeah, live and you learn and it's okay but that's why like you know it goes back to something that you and I talk about and laugh about all the time like not everything is freaking epic no. not everything is amazing not everything is the greatest thing that you've ever seen in fact sometimes some you're gonna watch something and be like meh seen better that's okay that means <laughs> the other things were really cool too you know we move on and, and it's good and obviously this sets up I think what will be an exciting hard court season. I didn't hear what Roger said in terms of what his playing schedule looks like. I couldn't even get into the press room because it was completely full. Yeah. And that's just the second time that's happened this year when Rogers won a slam. Um, so, you know, I'm sure there's a transcript. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know what he but, said. But, it, you know, it does set up things to, to, you know, I'm already, and this is very rarely the case for me, but I'm already looking forward to the U.S. Open. I'm looking forward to the summer hard courts, at least yeah. for the women. You know, when you look at the, the women who sit atop the WTA top 10 and the WTA, you know, uh, Porsche race to Singapore leaderboard, uh, you know, you are looking at players who excel on hard courts. They're not going, th- these aren't players who, like, got a ton of points on clay and are going to completely, like, fall away you know just and but have these high rankings and not do well like they're 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 very they're very good it's the surface that they love and they excel on so i'm like really i'm super super looking forward to stanford which is going to be a sick and you're also talking about bringing in sharapova back and you know azarenka finding azarenka who's obviously gunning for the u.s open wants to win the u.s open kavitova back i mean it's it's going to be i don't know the 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 wta summer season i think is going to be and see, Freaking awesome. And see what, Plis- see what uh, Pliskova and, yeah. and, and uh, does at number one and what Kvitova is able to do. You know, if this was Clash in the Pan or if she is actually onto something and getting back to playing steadily top 10 caliber tennis, we'll see. We'll find I out all that. I think she is, that. insofar as that's what she was playing to finish the 2016 season, which everybody forgets. It's yeah, like, she, she was this really... is a pickup. And she said it as much. She said that when she was practicing and trying to get back and the game wasn't coming, she got so frustrated because she still had her mind in Zhuhai. She's like, yeah. no, but, like, I can play that level Zhuhai of tennis. Zhuhai Wuhan, yeah. And so, you know, when we saw that with Birmingham. We saw that even, you know, a little bit in, in blips and spurts at the French Open and here at Wimbledon. So it's going to be an awesome summer season. I'm looking forward to getting and, back to hard courts. i got to be and honest. And the men have a uh, number one race of their own. Mm. Nadal and Federer are way ahead in the race, ahead of two and three. Slamless number one. Andy Murray is a slamless number one, and he's actually a Wozniacki-style slamless number one. Not a Pliskova Yankovic because he hasn't even made a slam final in the last 12 oh. months. <laughs> so Sacre I was I was I was waiting. I, I, t- I tweeted this joke. I was I'm being I was just one. I was no just one. one care, I was just waiting for Federer to come into press saying, "I feel like number three. I think Andy did a great job to get to number one. He won Vienna and Dubai or something." Um, I don't think Andy. I don't think Roger will ever say that, but. Yeah, it'll be interesting to start the time, and it's it's a transitional period right now. It, it's it's still things are still in flux a bit, and I don't think any of these results 
with the exception of, I think Rafa did, a, did sort of establish himself as a pretty steady person over these past few months. Roger's still so in and out that like he's it's hard to find a, it's Serena-ish or, or you know come back come back Kleister-ish where they're part-timing they're, they're still part-timing, dominating and it's great for the slams but it's, it's it's crap for the tour it's not it's not it's the not kind great. of it's not the kind of foundation you want for your tour right. to have that many gaps in the in the beams yeah no yeah, for sure yeah. I mean that's that's always going to be the case and you know again like I said like you know having the great champions win the biggest tournaments in the world it's great for tennis in insofar as you know it, it creates a lot of buzz and attention and things like that but but and you know obviously I'm I, my interest is in the tour <laughs> that's where I work that's where I get paid my money that's where you name drop the that's Porsche where I name drop the Porsche <laughs> the Porsche great cars I amazing hope cars I hope your bosses were listening to that the Porsche that was race to Singapore a leaderboard uh, the PRTS um, but <laughs> um, but yeah no I mean obviously from the tour level perspective you want to see your best players in your your top tournaments on the tour level and when that doesn't happen when Roger takes time off of the, the clay season when um, you know you have instances where the top players aren't playing a lot of the the the, the tour events it, it's not it's not good for the tour yeah. it's not good for the health of the tour um, you know you talk about a player like Garbina Muguruza I think that the biggest desire right now um, from all of us is like we, we need you week to week isn't she interned to Stanford I think she might be I, I, I would be surprised if she, yeah, played. she played it's a sick it's a six field in in, at the, in Stanford but 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 we we need you to be there because I think one of the things looking back on it that really helped Caroline Wozniacki, despite what her results were at the slams, was that when you turned into WTA tennis on any given weekend, Caroline was there. Yeah. You know, when she was making all those finals and winning all those tour events, that helps build her profile. That's why I think in a lot of ways she is one of the most, you know, m- popular marquee players on the women's tour Still is, yeah. is because she had the exposure. And so when you have these moments where you break out, but you don't do it on the week week weekly basis it's really tough for the tour i mean i know for myself it's really tough for me like i want to tell your story but like how do i tell your story on a weekend week out basis yeah. if you're not there on a weekend week out basis you know same with so, roger i mean like roger i hope and I, I hope roger plays the full quote-unquote full canada since u.s i don't think that's too much to ask maybe he'll just play since but i mean and then and, I hope he plays a full. I hope he goes and plays in Shanghai. And I hope he goes yeah, and plays in. And to be you know, fair, and like shit. those those great champions like Roger, like Serena, like Venus, they have done more they than enough for time. the you know. Yeah. So I don't begrudge. Mugurus is not in that. Yeah, camp exactly. Yet. But yeah. like I don't begrudge them picking and choosing where they want to play and protecting their bodies and and gear and, and basically playing for legacy now and, and for right. history. But everybody else. You got clock. Put the hard hat on. You got clock in, clock out, man. Like you just, you just have to. Yeah, and that goes for. And I think Kanta's been doing that. Obviously, she hasn't won a slam yet or anything, but or made a final. But she does seem like someone who's yep. putting in the work and not not skipping Halep. any sort of steps. Halep too. Yeah, Halep. Uh, I mean, you talk about Rafa and kind of like talk about like Simona Halep's turnaround over the, over the last like since yeah. the start of clay. I mean, because her hardcore season was because terrible. Of, yeah, her hardcore season was terrible due to injury and illness and stuff. But at the same time, like just. I think even for her, not that she's surprised. I mean, I know how ambitious she is and how much you know she believes in her in her abilities. But you know, to we're kind of used to talking about Simona as though she kind of goes up and down a lot, and she hasn't had that over yeah. like the clay and the and the grass season, um, which is I thought kind of remarkable. I don't know. Even for me, like I kind of have to to shift a little bit. I mean. I, it, um, she's been remarkably consistent, and um, and uh, so yeah, I mean, she's going into hard court where she's won most of her titles anyway. So, 
you know, it, again, it's going to be an awesome shootout over the summer and through the end of the season. I think the race to Singapore, the Porsche race to Singapore, as it were, is going to be uh, I better quite... get residual checks from this episode. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think Steve, it, I'll send you my bank details. They gave me, like, a little a little miniature car thing oh, that gosh. you get to, like, roll around on the concrete. So, you know, I got I to gotta do my time. But, um, but yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. I, I'm really curious to see how the summer shapes up. Um, other other Wimbledon notes. I'm just seeing all the sort of other scores today wrapping by. There was an All-American Girls final, which I got to watch a little of. Um, unfor- unfor- unfortunately, unfortunately, it uh, there was a rain delay, so it wound up overlapping more than usual with the women's final. Uh, usually, they give the girls final an hour head start. Um, but it was two Americans, Claire Liu, who also made the final of the French Open juniors where she lost to another American Whitney Asuigwe uh, this time beat uh, another American Ann Lee and as you pointed out two Asian Americans which is cool I still want like, coast to coast too still, and I'll just like say this is like an idea for racket or somebody but like I still want someone to write like a really good like history of Asian American tennis story that I don't think we've had and I think it's a very overlooked people write a lot obviously with, with due reason about history of African American tennis and pioneers in there but I just think it's a sort of untold story with a lot of interesting and overlooked characters like I mean I, I think I think for example like Vanya King is one of the most mm. underrated players of this American generation which what she was able to do in doubles and you know having a solid singles career winning a title like 16 in Bangkok I'm just saying someone write this story I would love to hear yeah. it from just like an Asian like not just Asian American like bring it all together no. like I want to know because I think you should people write this do... for racket nah it's come not. on but like I do think that like people kind of lump you know it's until Lee Na came around yeah people when they thought of Asian they thought of Michael Chang yeah and he was uh, popular in China and he was popular in China and he was massive but like, um, but yeah, like you know, once Lena came around, you are starting to talk yeah. about different, um, different segments of no. Asian uh, history, of Asian, um, you know, backgrounds. Uh, you know, J- Chinese tennis is very different from Japanese tennis, yeah. which is very different. Japan's from Korean sort of tennis. its own thing. Japan's had a longer exactly. History. They yeah. have the history, and so like kind of contrasting that, and really China being the newcomer, I think, in a lot of ways, and yet the, all the opportunities. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. So, yeah. you know. Pitch your stories. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, but uh, Claire Liu is from Thousand Oaks, California, as is Sam Query. Sam Q. So a big tournament for Thousand Oaks. Uh, good for them. Otherwise, uh, the boys was won by one of the several new, like, very blonde Spaniards who are around. Hmm. Uh, Alejandro Davidovich Fokina, who I think is just, like, Russian, but lives oh. in Spain, or, or is Spanish. Alejandro, I'm guessing, he was born there, but the rest of the name is definitely Russian. And there's another one named Nicola Kuhn, who's, like, German or Austrian or something. He's Spanish also. I thought so, Kuhn was Austrian. I'm, yeah, but like okay. they both represent Spain. So there's, a, there's like a blonde armada coming in as, as uh, backups. <laughs> so that's that's something to look out for. Um, otherwise, yeah. I want, I think this tournament, I don't know how exactly they do it. I feel like they do a better job of like featuring or scheduling like undercard things. Like I wound up like having like wheelchair matches on in the background and stuff. I wrote a story about wheelchair singles getting added here last year, so I think I just associate with a little more with this tournament. I don't know. I just feel like the way they spread out the schedule, like I wound up watching a lot of different events. I watched um, a fair amount of like Legends ladies doubles, not the one with like so the good. skirt or whatever. Oh, the Kim with Kleister's. The Kim Kleister's thing, which apparently was like the most like viral moment of this tournament. And Wimbledon's kind of like, why? <laughs> <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah, um, it, it's fun. I, I just I was watching part of uh, the women's doubles match Davenport and Mary Jo Fernandez versus Bartoli Maioli <laughs> it was delicious fun. it was fun I gotta say I mean like people can say whatever they want but the women's legends doubles event 
when you look at the draw and you look at the people that are playing it and then you compare it to the men's legends doubles event the gap in like a name recognition <laughs> and like where you're like ooh, yeah like jamie delgado played men's legends doubles here yeah, it's, Jamie Delgado. I mean, he, in, in fairness, Jamie Delgado, he did make like the third round of a slam like once or twice. He's yeah, a legend in my mind. Uh, no, but I mean, like, I think uh, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head sideways. Um, <laughs> it's, it's that. It's how I do my carpentry. <laughs> right. But I, I think they let a lot of Brits into the men's legends doubles, and I don't know if even there are legends candidates for women. Yeah, you're right. Like Navratil, the final was like Navratilova and Kara Black. Navratilova, first of all, shows up to win these things. She takes it right way. She found Kara Black, who's like barely retired yeah. and was like really good recently to play with, and they beat uh, Salima Safar, her former partner. And Arantxa Sanchez Vicario. So I would, I've never written a story with a legend, but like I feel like that would that would just my in right there that match. And like Martina's intensity about it would be the story. So we're just giving you all the best story ideas. Basically, you guys. yeah. I mean, we're, pi- them we're pitching them. These are things that we want to read. Go do the reporting. Go write them. We would yeah. love to read them. Uh, otherwise, yeah, we're heading home. Uh, we both have our home tournaments coming up soon. According to Stanford, which is further from you than my home tournament, which is in Washington, and just a couple miles from where I live. Uh, if only. I know. Sad. Are you going to stay down in Sanford this year, or are you still commuting? No, I'm still commuting. I'm still commuting. So, uh, which is fine. I don't mind it. I like sleeping in my own bed. I like That's seeing true. my dog every day. I don't want to. If I if I don't have to stay in a hotel, I'm happy to not. If do you're in a hotel, it's just like another road tournament. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so yeah, but it's uh, it'll be fun, and it's it's a great field. Sharapova's there. Azarenka's there. Uh, possibly Muguruza, uh, IMG owned event. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, quite a few IMG players there and. Um, yeah, it, it, it'll be it'll be a great kickoff, and I, I, it's a tournament that yeah I love. It's just quaint and small with always a, a pretty astounding lineup. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, would love, I would love to go there. Like it's the same week every year. There should Washington. be one year where we swap. Yeah. Where you come and do Stanford and <laughs> I do and DC. Trap it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and unite the tournaments together somehow. I don't exactly. know. How, I don't know how the end of that weird screenplay works, but mm. that's about it. Other uh, rants, rates. Well, I'll just say close this up saying thank you guys for listening to no challenges remaining. Follow along us on Twitter. No challenges. No, that's not right. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter, we are at NCR underscore tennis. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash um, NCR. Someone's, people are applauding. I'm not really sure why. I don't know if they're like, is it maybe Jamie Murray and Hank is on the balcony or something. That's my um, guess. Yeah, Let's go with this. Somebody's up there taking video. Let's go with that guess. Um, yeah, so... Where was I? Facebook.com slash NCR podcast. <laughs> Our email is no challenges remaining at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe to us on your podcast stuff. You know the rest. <laughs> Courtney, any, Good one. Any, any closing rant Good raves? Um, Stores that are closed on Sunday? I don't know. Not really. I just, I don't know. I feel so numb. I, I don't know <laughs> if I'm like a little bit burnt out or whatever. I, I I really don't know what it is. Oh, here's my rave. Yay. Doctor Who lady. It's going to be a lady. Okay, can I say something quickly about that? You were saying, like, well, I've never seen Doctor Who, and like, maybe I should watch now. I've seen Doctor Who. I don't like it at all. I'm not I don't a think a gender fan. switch will change it. No, I mean, I, I've, just so people know, I have seen Doctor Who. Okay. I, I just was, like, asking, like, do I need to be a completist about this? Gotcha. Um, so I have seen it. Like, I like her in Broadchurch. I know yeah, who that is. Yeah, she's great in Broadchurch, and I didn't mind, like, like David Tennant was guy like David Tennant, but and um, like yeah, uh, I just think it's cool. I just I just love the idea of just like take everything, cast ladies. Let's see what happens. James Bond, you're next. 
Uh, it'll be interesting. Jane Bond. Jane Bond, baby. Yeah. Or no. call her James. It's a little weird. No, it's not. There, there are women named James. Who? There's that one model from MTV that was named. I remember her name was James. James King. And so okay. then she went by Jamie King, but it was, but she her given name is James. Well, yeah. There's that one James. So that, 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 Kirsten Stewart's, Kristen Stewart's middle name, James. All comes back to case too, baby. I should have seen that coming. <laughs> um, other uh, rant. Oh, my other rave. So my cousin's here. Um, this is his first time. We're like the same age. This is his first time leaving the U.S. though. And he was just saying, like he's from Florida. He just got his passport for the first time for the show. He's very excited. He came to Wimbledon yesterday. Saw the Wimbledon women's final. Was his first ever live tennis match. That's, That's amazing. A pretty good way That's to pretty start. good. Not a, not a high bar to clear. Um, but just he was. He's been saying overall. Like, I didn't realize, like, how relatively, obviously it costs money and stuff, but, like, I didn't realize how relatively easy it is to, like, get on a plane and suddenly be in London. And it's, like, he's been to, like, the west coast of the U.S. Mm. before, and he's, like, this is not, like, harder, really, Mm -hmm. and I should have done this a long time ago. So just a message to you guys, if you haven't traveled and want to travel more, like, it's not that hard. And I will say, on the same... And even short trips are worth it. Short trips are worth it, and uh, along the same lines, there's a great article in uh, the New York Times about the beauty and and wonderfulness of traveling by yourself mm. and i will always say honestly like people ask me oh are you okay with traveling one of the things i love about it is that i get to travel by myself and it's wonderful and it's great and so never let the yeah. fact that somebody might not be there to travel with you stop you from traveling because it's awesome you don't have to worry about what time somebody else wakes up you don't have to worry about accommodating somebody else's like they want to see the eiffel tower but you don't like you just get to go and do no your own thing yeah. no compromises and it's great and it has spoiled me because now when i do travel with people i'm a jerk i'm smiling and nodding <laughs> I'm, aware ben of this, knows. I'm aware of this phenomenon yeah, ben knows yeah uh, <laughs> that's it for us uh yeah we are still numb from this tournament but we'll hopefully it was great regain feeling. It just you know it wasn't the best it was great but it wasn't the it best won't be my, put it this way it was great but outside of the champions who won most likely it will not exactly be memorable like you'll remember that this is a slam that roger won like the, that when Roger won Wimbledon in 2017 because it was amazing and it's where Venus, you know, made a final in 2017 and Muguruza passed that. It, I don't know. I don't know if it has legs. Nope. But eh. It's okay. It's okay. Ain't Bye no guys. shame in it. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit of shame. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. Stuck inside my petri dish I can breathe and I can smile This bed